citizen, the arrival, chapter 39. Tracy, Granny said, come here and tell me if you see this too. Granny was at her sink. She looked at her cherry tree, which still had the rusted pulley attached to the trunk from when she terrorized Moody with the rubber snake. Tracy had just gotten up, and he came and stood next to Granny. He's looking right at us, Tracy conferred, and Granny was surprised. How you know he's a he? Granny asked. Tracy laughed. <laughs> well, either it's the same rabbit Maria saw down on her yard yesterday, and Mia saw across town on her lawn, or we got an infestation. But he's just sitting there, staring, she said in amazement. Hmm, I can't explain it either, Granny, but it looks exactly like the one that chased me down to Marie's house when I first got back. And Tracy got some coffee. Granny had stayed an extra day at the farm, and Tracy wanted to get her settled before he had to get back to D.C. Once Tracy got to Rand, he got a call from his recruiter. He was to start his new contract job on Monday, and Tracy recognized God's perfect timing. He had been unemployed since June, which afforded him as much time as possible to spend with Moody until he passed. As soon as that was finished, Tracy got a job before he could ask for it, and he was grateful. However, when Tracy returned home and went back to work, he became angry with God. He knew his contract with D.C. Metro wasn't permanent. The problem was his empty house. When he returned alone, the emotional pain of Moody's passing that had built up in Tracy came unleashed. Tracy didn't see the point of going on, and thought he would rather be with him, Moody, Freddy, and his mom. Lord, Tracy prayed, I know this new contract isn't my perfect job, and I'm glad I have a job. And he sobbed as the grief of Moody's death overpowered him. Then Tracy exhaled quietly. I'm tired of going through life experiences alone. Tracy heard what he said and cried more. As Tracy waited, he sat in the middle of the hollow living room in front of the fireplace. The house was still empty, except for the end tables on either side of his burgundy couch, which matched the circular black walnut coffee table Moody had made for Granny as a wedding present. Tracy sat cross-legged on the floor, and the emptiness grew in every direction until it engulfed him. The loved ones who had showed him his townhouse were gone, Granny Berger, his mom, and Freddy. Now that Moody was gone, it seemed to Tracy there was nothing left, and that he got something wrong. "'Where's my wife?' Tracy yelled, and he hit the carpeting. "'If you can't produce the perfect wife,' that the four boxy walls of the church say I'm supposed to have, then I don't want to do this anymore. I'm still alone. I don't have the desire for a woman or a family, and I'm approaching 40. I should have been settled by now. 
and Tracy punctuated his words with more carpet hits. And not be alone. There was silence, except for the echo off the blank white walls and tall ceiling. Everybody tells me to settle down. And Tracy sobbed. Mama Roe and Tori are all about it because they know me so well. Lynn and even Dad. It's about time, son, he said. And Tracy stood up. Time for what? And Tracy looked upward and screamed. I don't want to go through any more life experiences alone. Then Tracy panted and spun in a circle, the way he did when he first praised God for his house. And Lord, Tracy clarified, We already know shopping can be a life experience. Remember Pier 1 and the Four Promises? So change me. Make me desire a wife. And Tracy took a breath. Because I can't make this up. I don't rap. I'm not LL Cool T or even MD Cool T. I don't even know how to rhyme. It's not my poem, it's yours. But there's something not working right, so I must be doing something wrong. Are you ready for this? He said like a remix DJ. Yes, Tracy cried. Bring it on. And was so relieved to hear his voice. I am ready for you to give me the desire for a wife. Sit down, he said. Tracy went over to the burgundy couch and prepared himself. Are you really ready for this? he asked. For real? And then, in the process of sitting down, Tracy felt him push Tracy into the couch with his presence of an overabundance of love. Am I the creator of everything? Yes, Lord, Tracy answered. Everything I see and don't see. You have created it all, and I am ready for you to create me anew. And Tracy thought of Adam and his rib that made woman, and that somehow God could change him so he would suddenly like girls. No, Tracy, was the immediate answer, and he asked again. Are you really ready for this? Tracy cleared his mind as best he could, so he could receive his peace. Am I the creator of the universe? Yes, Lord. You created it all. What about the languages, you know, like the words coming out of your mouth? And Tracy saw those exact words come out of his mouth in smoke as he spoke them. The wispy words swirled around Tracy's face as if they came from the caterpillar's pipe. Yes, Lord. All of that. And Tracy was impatient. So, what did I promise you? As Tracy said it, the tall, shiny silver figure's robe became vaguely academic, and he had a pointer in his hand. He floated a foot or so above the living room floor and stood in front of a chalkboard. As Tracy spoke, the words became a poem on the board, and he tapped each line as they were heard and became manifest. You promised me a perfect job, a perfect house, a perfect body, and a perfect spouse. Tracy added, In Jesus' name. And as he said it, he realized it. 
And those were your promises because it has your name on it. So where's my wife? He turned around quickly and spoke faster. I never promised you a wife, Tracy. I promised you a spouse. What? Tracy asked, and instantly Tracy felt Freddy's excited whisper in his ear. Chicken butt, take a slice and eat it up. Two cents a cup. Don't try your luck. Chicken butt, say what? Then, just as quickly, Freddy cackled with the satisfaction of decades, was gone before Tracy could turn around, and the tall, shiny silver figure smiled. Freddy has been waiting to do that to you in your new house, he explained, ever since I allowed him to show it to you in that vision. How is that even possible? Tracy asked. Do you really want more pearls? He asked. Yes, Lord, Tracy said dogmatically. More pearls, please. Okay, I will give you two, he said. The first one is, absent from the body, present with the Lord. The other is that you should praise the Lord, because he inhabits the praises of his people. And he leaned into Tracy again. When I come to inhabit, meaning to live there, I do not come alone. And Tracy felt a wink. I come with a cloud of witnesses, and Freddy is amongst them thanks to you and Lynn. And remarkably, that explained both pearls. But enough of that for now, he said, and went back to his chalkboard. Back to this poem. And Tracy's four promises reappeared, along with his pointer as he turned. Now, he stated, if I am the creator of the universe, and I created all the languages, and the words that come from your mouth, and the words appeared again in smoke around Tracy's head. Do you not think I could come up with a word that rhymes with house? Tracy didn't understand, because the conventions of this world were too calloused in him. Do you not think I could come up with a word that rhymes with house, yet means wife? And the tall, shiny silver figure pointed to the word spouse on the board as he said wife. Then he turned to Tracy with great love in his heart. I do not have a wife for you, Tracy. I have a spouse. And this time, Tracy was shown what he meant. Hello everyone, Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. Okay, Tracy said. This goes against everything I have ever been taught in this world. And Tracy recounted the hours he spent in church. They always told me, out of your word, that homosexuality was an abomination. So, I don't know how to go forward with what you're telling me right now. I need you to order my steps, Lord, and show me where this is in your word. Fine, he said. 
Open your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Tracy reached for his Bible on the end table, and he and the Lord had Bible study. So, Paul is writing along, the tall, shiny silver figure explained, when he is suddenly interrupted. But Tracy didn't understand. Read the first line. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, Tracy said, and understood who was speaking. You're right, Lord. The Holy Spirit interrupts Paul. I allowed the Holy Spirit to interrupt Paul at that time specifically for this day and age, and for this revelation to get out at this time. Instantly, a giant pillar came up underneath Tracy's feet. The pillar stopped and became an ottoman, and because his feet were lifted up, Tracy was forced to recline. And you can rest in that, he said, and Tracy understood the scripture inscribed on the pillar. Psalm 110.1 The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Then, as Tracy looked at the pillar, he understood who his enemy was, and the Lord explained the revelation he had saved for this present day. 1 Timothy 4 Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Who is speaking? The tall, shiny silver figure asked. Paul was, Tracy said. But he's interrupted. So now it's the author of the Bible? The Spirit, not Paul who is speaking expressly. When is this going to happen? The tall, shiny silver figure asked. In the latter times, Tracy answered. And who is departing from the faith and giving heed to seducing spirits? and doctrines of devils. Tracy found this hard to believe, but there was only one true faith spoken of in the Bible. Who is speaking lies and hypocrisy, Tracy? He asked. They do, Lord? Tracy asked. Yes, they mean well, but their conscience has been seared. I don't understand. So he showed Tracy as he said it. You see them at every pride gathering. And Tracy saw the protesters chanting hate. Their S's hissed. And Tracy saw the sin consciousness that was seared onto their foreheads. They are not acting like me, he explained. Did you ever see me do that? They are today's Sadducees and Pharisees, and I am not in that. 
They are the ones forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, not realizing that I, the Creator, created marriage and food to be received with thanksgiving. I not only created the marriage feast, I blessed it in person. A tear fell onto Tracy's cheek, and he became serious. But if you do not believe this truth, it will not set you free, and you will stay in bondage. Really, Lord? Yes, he said with a great shout. Because every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused. So I need you to receive this word with thanksgiving in your heart, because verse 5 is the grace to walk in it. Wow, Tracy said, and sat back to take it all in. How many people have you shown this to, Lord? I have shown this to a lot of people, but they have not seen it. Tracy wanted to receive it for himself, but was still unsure. You need to help me out with this some more, Lord. And the Lord's patience was inexhaustible. If I am in you, he said sweetly, and you are in me, there is no escape. Could Noah fall out of the ark? No, Tracy answered. Noah fell down in the ark, but he could not fall out of the ark. Noah was in grace floating upon grace. Therefore, Tracy, you cannot fall out of me, because if you could, that would mean you would be stronger than me, and you would be stronger than the blood. And suddenly, the tall, shiny silver figure became inflamed. He spread his arms like the angel when he smoked the demons in Tracy's vision, and the train of his robe filled the room with glory. Without a shadow present, the tall, shiny silver figure looked like he did when fighting Satan. He was Christ on the cross, and the Holy Spirit was aflame about him. The Holy Spirit's wings were spread as a phoenix, and there was a flame like feathers above his head. Then Tracy was made to understand that when the Holy Spirit descended at Jesus' baptism, he came as a dove, which ate worms. Now, in the end times, the Holy Spirit was a phoenix to slay the dragon. And nothing is stronger than the blood. As quickly, the tall, shiny silver figure's all-consuming light and the Holy Spirit's fire was retracted. Then, as if blowing across a feather, the tall, shiny silver figure breathed into Tracy. So get this revelation, Tracy, and walk in it. Galatians three twenty-eight. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Neither male nor female, Tracy repeated. So you mean... This is your revelation, Tracy, he said. Why? Because you are all one in Christ Jesus. And he pressed into Tracy the most and whispered, So are you ready to find your perfect spouse? All of a sudden, 
Tracy's mind was changed, and the world could not tell him no. Because Tracy received his revelation with thanksgiving, he became determined. Tracy knew in his heart that he had the freedom Christ's blood was shed for him to walk in, and the word wife was no longer part of his thinking. Good, he said. So are you really ready for this? He repeated. Because I'm about to shake the foundations of your world, Tracy. It will blow your hair back, and it will take a while for the dust to settle. All you have to say is yes. Yes, Tracy said. But then he wanted to know. So, how do I find my perfect spouse, Lord? And as Tracy said it, he became lighter. I mean, you have to tell me who the right one is, because... I don't have time to pick an Ishmael. I have a bad track record in terms of my past boyfriends. As you know, otherwise I'd be happy by now. The tall, shiny silver figure's board and pointer went away. His robe became normal because the schoolmaster was finished with the law, and he looked at Tracy. You pick him out, Tracy said. The tall, shiny silver figure smiled, because he already had, which made Tracy realize that fact. But how do I know who he is? Tracy asked. Do you remember when you and Tori went shopping at Pier 1? Oh, here we go with Pier 1 again, Tracy thought. You are the one who likes that store, he said. But he went on. And I told you to buy that wrought iron artwork? Yes. And you came home and hung it on your foyer wall? Yeah, I hung it too close to the ceiling. I wanted to move it down to center it on the wall, but you wouldn't let me. The reason I would not let you move it is because the perfect spouse I have for you will put something beneath it. Really, Lord? And Tracy wondered what would fit there, because it was such a narrow space. That is my will for you, and that will be the spouse I have chosen for you. Tracy wanted to go look at the wrought iron decor hanging on the foyer wall, but he wasn't done. But you cannot tell anyone. That is between me and you, because if you tell someone, Tracy, anyone, they will put something there, and you will have created an Ishmael. Yes, Lord, Tracy said. I understand. But how do I look for my perfect spouse? Put an ad on the internet for the desires of your heart, he said. Then, for the next two days, Tracy got ready for his new job and prepared to meet his perfect spouse. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. Be sure to search for Dual Citizen, The Connection. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection is also available on Audible. So, 
If you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.